Hello again. Welcome to the latest edition of the Non-Traditional Scholar Podcast. It's been a while, longer than a minute, but happily, through lots of reorganization, recalibration, and cooking in the kitchen, we are back. This episode, as usual, will be an interesting one. Hopefully you haven't missed us too much. But because there's been so much distance, let's get right into what this episode is all about. Have you ever asked yourself, what can a podcast do for you? Probably not. But anyways, maybe you just asked yourself that question right after you heard me say it. What does it even mean? Well, we've been in this business organically for the last five months. And as a podcast, our goal is to connect with audience members like you on a substantial level where what we provide to you are stories that reside with you and create long-lasting residual impact. And hopefully they inspire you to keep tuning in and relaying to others who may need the same inspiration to reroute themselves and pursue something that they thought was a distant memory, like an education. But beyond that, we also wanted to show how you can take a platform like a podcast and apply it through the platform of higher education. So what can a podcast do for you if you're working in learning resources, if you're an academic advisor, if you are the director of student affairs, if you are the chair of multiple departments at your institution, or most importantly, if you are the educator yourself? How can you take something like a podcast and infuse it with your learning material to connect and resonate with the people you are trying to inspire the most, your students. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about how an instructor took the podcast platform and infused it into his courses in a way to demonstrate knowledge, understanding, creativity, awareness, and presentation skills. Now first, how do you take this platform and implement it within your curriculum? For me to better answer that is for me to explain how the instructor decided to take the platform and infuse it within their syllabus, their assignments, and their expectations. And ultimately, what were the results? So this instructor teaches what is better known as SPC 1017, also known as Introduction to Communication. So it's a course designed not specifically for public speaking from start to finish, but it is an introductory, introductory course, excuse me, in the field of communication. 
So the course is designed according to the book that is connected to it. This particular instructor decides that their objective is to unpack communication, deconstruct it per se, chapter by chapter within given context and demonstrate how to effectively communicate by first discovering the why. So the why is extremely important in everything that we do. We all know how to communicate, but seldom do we realize why we communicate the way we do and why that core foundation leads us to better understanding the misunderstandings, the conflict, and the lack of connection that we may ultimately consistently communicate with those that we care for and those around us. So the course goes into greater detail regarding that issue and how communication relates to that. So what are the chapters? Well, there's a variety of different chapters that ultimately can be a semester in itself. You have interpersonal communication, nonverbal communication, workplace communication, perception and the self, intercultural communication, leadership in communication, group communication, verbal communication, just the words themselves, listening, critical thinking, and conflict in communication. That's a lot to unpack in 16 weeks or less. But nonetheless, the instructor is passionate about this concept, passionate about the field, and loves being able to show the relevance of communication into the lives of their students, no matter what field they may be pursuing. So chapter by chapter, the students get to better understand how communication influences them and hopefully unlearn what they've learned previously in order to reconstruct themselves and become a better communicator. Now, professor by professor, as you may know, have their own preference in terms of how they are going to educate their classroom, educate their students, whether it's in person or virtually. So each professor has a unique approach regarding the content that they are discussing with their students. In this instance, the professor loves providing a variety of different assignments. It relates really well to the actual course because we all communicate, but we all communicate uniquely. So this episode isn't to tell you how you should organize your curriculum and set up your syllabus or syllabi. It's simply to show you how you can take something like this and use it as a means to educate your students in a very creative and unique way. Now, this not only gave the students an opportunity to reflect and be able to discuss topics amongst themselves, but it also demonstrated an ability to retain the information in their own words. And studies have also shown how important it is for students to be able to paraphrase and state 
the meaning behind concepts and theories that they've learned in their own words. Because ultimately that's how the student knows that they learned what was being taught to them and most importantly that it stuck with them. So those were some of the hopeful expectations that were going to arise. Another thing that was able to be demonstrated within the episode is their creativity. They had to come up with covered art, cover art. They had to do, to set up the actual episode within a particular structure, which would be a template. So they had to have an intro. They had to have a narrator. They had to decide who was going to be the interviewer, who were going to be the participants, how they were going to transition from one section to the next. And obviously because... It was the summer term. The instructor also had to limit the amount of time each episode was able to be, essentially, because some of the students could have went on for 20, 25 minutes and the instructor would have been in that summer, six-week summer term until 2025. So the segments, the episode segments, had to fall within a certain amount of time and to make sure or assure that students actually participated within that allotted amount of time for the four or five students that were in the group. Each student had to speak for a specific amount within that allotted amount of time. So to clarify, the instructor said that for this assignment, he stressed that the episode had to be eight to ten minutes long. So the episode in total had to be eight to 10 minutes long and if there were a group of five that meant each student within that 10 minutes had to speak for two minutes each and if it was a group of four it had to be minimum eight minutes no more than 10 and each student had to speak for minimum and if it was a group of five he extended it until 12 minutes 10 to 12 minutes minimum two minutes each and the two minutes obviously they didn't have to speak for two minutes straight they had to find ways to speak their two minutes within the conversation. The instructor also gave a written podcast template to allow the students to create their podcast in black and white and see who designated what role, who was assigned which role, what was going to be the intro, how were they going to create the hook, who was going to be the narrator, how were they going to transition what were they going to talk about in the body, and how they were going to close. So they also received a template so they could see their actual episode being developed in black and white. That is something else that they had to turn in to the instructor, to the professor, and that was a written component within the actual assignment itself. So those were some of the elements infused within the assignment. And it collectively allowed students to not only reflect and be able to elaborate in their own words uh, their experience in the class and some of the concepts that they learned, but it also fully connected the course uh, in terms of its wholeness. In other words, the, the course went full circle. The podcast assignment was assigned towards the end once the majority of the chapters were covered, which allowed the students to now 
take what was covered from chapters 1 all the way to chapter 10 and decide which of those concepts are they going to be able to present within the platform of the podcast and elaborate in a very creative, intriguing, interesting way. So, what were some of the outcomes? Well, without further ado, the instructor provided a couple snippets of some of the groups within his class, and that is what you all are going to listen to now. So, here are a couple intro snippets to some of the episodes that were created by the students, and uh, hopefully you'll see for yourself some of the content that I just described for the past seven minutes or so, and hopefully you'll see how much quality and how much of substance uh, the instructor was able to uh, pull out of the students regarding what was required and expected of them. So three, two, one. Here we go. Now, before we start, I want everybody to think back to their first love. Are you guys still together? Why not? Well, we conducted a survey on the students at DC to see if they were still with their first love. Here's what they said. I'm here at MDC with... Melissa. Are you and your first love still together? No. Do you think communication between you and your first love was a downfall of your relationship? Yes. I'm here at MDC with... Yenisi. Are you still with your first love? No. Do you believe communication between you and your first love was the downfall of your relationship? Yes, most definitely. I'm here at MDC with... Elizabeth. Are you and your first love still together? No. Do you think communication between you and your first love was a downfall of your relationship? Yes. As you can clearly see, all the relationships ended. So, here's my question. Would you like to know how you can improve future relationships? Well, in this episode, we're going to explain how you can use communication tools to refine relationships. Welcome to the Old Hags Podcast, presented by Hannah... Alan, Gabby, and Gabriel. Coming to you live from the Old Hags Podcast, my name is Hannah Khalil, and welcome to episode one, The Art of Nonverbal Communication. But before that, let's ask some of our classmates about nonverbal communication and some of its concepts. Introducing Gabriel Gonzalez. Thank you very much, Hannah, and hi, everyone. My name is Gabriel Gonzalez. And we're here reporting live from Mr. Jan's classroom. And today we're going to be asking some of our classmates about nonverbal communication and some of its concepts. So what do you guys think? Will they be able to answer right off the bat? Or will they look a little bit clueless? <laughs> All right, let's find out. Hey, Nicole. So the old hacks would like to know what effect does nonverbal communication have in your life? What is what? <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> to begin with, the Johari's window is used in our day-to-day -day life without even knowing. In detail, the Johari's window is a psychological tool that helps us understand relationships using four categories. Open, blind, hidden, and unknown. Mr. Marie, how would you explain the sequence of your first love to the Johari's window? I can see you smiling like you got to mention something. 
Yeah, so when I first became involved with this person, we were in the open quadrant of the Jahari's window, which is where we knew basic things about each other, like our names and certain interests that we have. So after some more time together, we went into the hidden quadrant, which are things that I told her about myself that she didn't already know. And then there's also the blind quadrant, which were things that she noticed and knew about me that I didn't necessarily know or realize about myself. After a lot more time together, we then explored the unknown quadrant, which is things that neither of us really knew about each other that could have either strengthened the relationship or weakened it, depending on what exactly we shared with each other. Crazy story you got there, Antonio. How about you, Danique? What's your story? Um, well, at first, our, our relationship was like a blank canvas. So as we now to know each other, we began to share our thoughts and feelings. This was the open area, the part of Johari's window where both of us were aware of our qualities and emotions, and we willingly revealed them to each other. Um, we laughed, cried, and for sure spent time together. But as time passed, I noticed there were aspects of myself that I hadn't fully explored within. I have my doubts, insecurities, and fears that I keep hidden in the hidden area. The part uh, of Johari's window where I knew things about myself that he wasn't aware of. And I kind of fear that revealing this vulnerable part of, my, of me might push him away. So I keep them locked. Um, I think that's actually what I could have changed of my relationship with him. And I think I, I should have risked liking him after telling him that part of me and otherwise I will have known if he was the one for me or not for real. So besides using the Johari window, what were some of the communication tools mentioned in class that we could have used to effectively communicate with our first love? Go ahead, Antonio. All right, so there's understanding proxemics, which is the study of physical distance between people and using it to my advantage. Because being closer in certain scenarios would have shown more intimacy, like if we're closer together in a spot. Empathic listening, which is to understand and experience the other's feelings, because she would have definitely felt more appreciated if I tried to understand her feelings more. And maybe if I had taken it as far as the commitment stage, because we only went as far as the intimacy stage, which is where you start hanging out, doing things together. And that's all before you truly decide whether you're willing to fully commit to each other. Another big thing that I should have been more knowledgeable of is that Self-disclosure does not really guarantee relational success. Like I could have died, like disclosed some things that in the end could have negatively impacted my chances with my first love. The difference between how conflict can be constructive or dysfunctional also could have played a big part in it as conflicts that arise between two partners can be either constructive and non-damaging towards the dynamic or dysfunctional, which can sometimes shift the dynamic between partners like thinking that, that you can get away with certain things, but conflict in relationships in the end is inevitable, nonetheless. Not too bad. What you just heard was three separate snippets of episodes of group podcast presentations that students in SPC 1017 created, developed, produced, published, and presented in the summer term of 2023. There was quality, there was creativity, there was depth, engagement, and there was educational value regarding the content that they were discussing. The flow 
and the intent to captivate the audience through the platform was clearly understood, and the structure within the snippets met the guidelines of what the instructor was anticipating and expecting regarding the project in itself. So overall, it was a nice, nice job in terms of taking the task and flipping it and providing a quality submission regarding what was expected of them and ultimately infusing both a podcast within a classroom. You want to hear more? Well, let's say you and your class don't necessarily have the ability to take a podcast and enable students to elaborate upon concepts or theories or terms that they're discussing in your course the way they did in SPC 1017. Fine, no problem. Well, the instructor decided to pivot the podcast project in his other course for the summer term, which was SPC 2608. And in that course, he was able to transform what would typically be a speech in that class because SPC 2608 is a public speaking class. So he transformed one of the speeches from the traditional form of delivery and presentation into the element of a podcast. And he allowed classmates and students to get into groups of fours and fives and create a podcast episode regarding the first speech that they did individually and have a conversation based off that. So that was more of a reflection and it allowed students to reflect upon their first speech, discuss what worked, what didn't, discuss what they would have changed, how could they improve and take that conversation and use it as a platform to prepare themselves for the following individual speech, which would be delivered later on in the, towards the end of the semester. So now you're going to hear how some of those students in that intro to public speaking class managed to take the assignment infused within the course, the podcast, and you'll hear some snippets regarding how they were able to create and develop what was required of them. Also, what the teacher managed to do was create a sort of field study assignment where he took his class towards an experience outside the classroom, better known as a field trip, right? How many of us enjoyed a field trip? Well, imagine taking a field trip in college. So the professor decided to take the class on a field trip, not too far, but somewhere outside of the classroom on campus, and decided to dedicate class time where students in the class were able to interact with artists at the campus art gallery and interact and be introduced by the artist and their work in the gallery and tie that to some of the concepts and themes and theories that they were learning within the classroom. So it gave them an opportunity to see the concepts at play in a setting beyond the four walls of the classroom and uh, immerse themselves in an environment that many students rarely ever have the chance to experience, let alone have that chance with the artists who created the work themselves. So you're gonna hear some of the snippets from those podcasts as well. These are just examples of how you can take something like a podcast and come and deliver it within your course in a very compelling, interactive, creative way, and also see results in terms of the 
qualitative, substantive value regarding what the students are learning and how they're implying it in their everyday lives beyond uh, an examination or beyond an oral presentation or beyond uh, a written essay, right? All of those are valuable. And this is not to negate any of those assignments or tasks that you may have within your curriculum. But think of the podcast as an opportunity to complement some of those assignments in a way that creates a connection and hopefully more clarity regarding the work that you do in the class and how it's relevant to every student in your course. At least open them and be more appreciative, have them be more appreciative towards your discipline and, and what it actually means. So here we go. Disclaimer, this podcast contains strong language. Welcome to Shit Talks, but today we're going to be talking shit, you know. Originally, this actually was going to be our topic, but then we learned about the true objective of the assignment. But anyways, welcome to our podcast, The Experience, episode Quack Like a Duck, where today we're going to be joined by me, Kimberly, Isabella, Gabby, and Kira. All of us present have some experience with public speaking, most recently through our last informative speech. As you can imagine, a good amount of us felt the anxiety as we stood up there with our flashcards, mind racing, wondering when the three minutes would finally pass. But we all eventually overcame this and managed to make it to the end. I think maintaining a clear and calm mind is very important when delivering a speech because then you think about what you're about to say. And there's this analogy that is not re totally related to what we're talking about, but in boxing, they say that the fighter with the calmest mind wins because when you're too in your head about what you're going to say, you, you tend to mess it up. And there's a study about um, the relationship between preparation, performance, and public speaking concerning anxiety. And it was found that anxiety about the speech just delivered correlated negatively with quality of experience. Meaning that the more anxious you feel, the less likely you do as well. Hey there, podcast listeners. Today, we're taking a captivating journey into the world of self-discovery and interpersonal communication. But wait, before we dive into the depths of the Jahari window, let me transport you to a remarkable place where art and self-reflection collide. The Art Gallery at MDC Hialeah Campus. So picture this. As I stepped into the art gallery, I was immediately struck by the vibrant colors and thought-provoking pieces that adorn the walls. This was no ordinary gallery. It was a space pulsating with creativity, urging visitors to explore their inner worlds, much like the Jahari window beckons us to reveal the hidden aspects of our personalities. What surprised me most was how seamlessly the art gallery experience intertwined with the concepts we've been studying in SPC 1017. At first, I wondered, how does this relate to self-awareness and communication? But as I meandered through the exhibits, I, it became crystal clear. The artwork, like the Jahari Window's open area, represented the aspects of ourselves that we are aware of and willing to share with others. It was an opportunity for artists to communicate their emotions, thoughts, and perspectives through their art, just as we do when we openly express ourselves in our interpersonal interactions. Have you ever been to a place like this before? Well, let me tell you, this art gallery experience was unlike any other. 
It was not just about appreciating aesthetics, it was an immersive encounter that urged us to examine our own reactions and emotions, mirroring the Jahari window's hidden area. Now we're going to take a look at how love can be communicated and demonstrated through art. On July 18th, Miami-Dade College held an art gallery, and we had a chance to speak to a fascinating artist, Samantha Ferrer. Roll the clip. So we're here in Miami-Dade College at the art gallery with... Samantha Ferrer. And this vase in specific caught my eye. What is the love story you're communicating behind this vase? Um, so this vase is actually kind of like a breakup work, like breakup art piece, and... Um, it was a long-term relationship, the kind of relationship you think you're going to get married and have kids, and the breakup really hit me hard. So after a couple months, I started thinking about um, my future and, and like what I wanted for my future. And I, wanted, I kind of wanted to make a piece deciding to be hopeful about like falling in love again. And so I kind of made a piece with all the things I loved about being in a relationship. So, yeah. Well, thank you very much. In conclusion, relationships can be affected by communication in various ways. Throughout this episode, we discussed how communication is related to everyone's first love, and hopefully, it helped you see how to avoid misunderstandings made during any relationship. We also gave an example of how artists communicate love through art. Moreover, Samantha's story concluded her relationship didn't succeed. May have she known the communication tools, her relationship would have lasted. Now, Refer back to the question I asked in the beginning. After listening to our episode, do you think you learned how to improve your relationships using communication tools? Sounds like I got some competition. Seems like they're about to take my job. Very impressive. There you have multiple snippets of various podcast episodes that students actually created, developed, and submitted within a course curriculum for their SPC 1017 class that their instructor embedded into the course. I found it very refreshing, very invigorating, and entertaining to hear what the students came up with and how they were able to master the material and the requirements and present it in the form of a podcast. Some students even infused AI in their actual episode, which you also heard in the, in the snippets earlier. If you want more information, because we only have so much time and I know that you're pressed for time, so if you'd like more information, the instructors email and social media and LinkedIn information is in the description of this particular episode. If you are interested in learning more regarding how the instructor implemented the template, if you wish, if you wish to have his template be shared with you so you can see it in black and white and perhaps use in your course, or if you have any questions or concerns regarding what was discussed in this podcast, you know what to do. Reach out. You can reach out via Spotify or any podcast platform that you are listening to us. Or you can reach out through TikTok, our IG, or email. All that's in our profile. Don't be a stranger. Hopefully you liked this particular episode. 
more to come. Next time they ask you, what can a podcast do for you? Tell them, check out the non-traditional scholar podcast episode and give them that response. Y'all take care.